0: These movies are at their best when the actors completely buy into the horse shit that they're presented with, and Riley is presented with some horse shit, and he buys into it completely. His entire job is just to be apeshit the
1: whole time. Yeah, I mean, um, he's just, like, a wild guy going around biting people and being like, welcome to the army. Uh, <laughs> just <laughs> We're from Seattle. <laughs> um, it's great. Welcome to Mortified The Friendship Quest, a podcast where two long-distance friends bounce media recommendations all in hopes that they will like it. I'm Aaron.
0: And I'd like a little awoo, uh, just as a treat.
1: And this week, we enter the next phase of the Twilight franchise with New Moon and Eclipse. Before we get this close to suggesting polyamory, remember you can help us on Mortified The Legitimacy Misty Quest by subscribing to us on YouTube, iTunes, or Spotify, signing up for our monthly newsletter through a link in our show notes, or following us on Twitter and Tumblr at MortifiedPod. Layla! Aaron! Where have you been, Loka? <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, as my lord and savior Ricky Martin once said, I've been living La Vida, Loca. Hell
1: yeah. Um, it's been the holidays, you know, we we missed an episode, but eh, life happens. We are very, very busy. Uh, but we are back, and better than ever, we are going to talk about a franchise that has haunted me personally uh, for the last... Mm, I don't know, 10, 15 years of my young life uh, and, um, you know, really, really dig into some of the nuances of the Twilight uh, oeuvre because, you know, everybody knows Twilight, right? Everybody knows Edward and Bella and their love story. But this gets into some some nuances, some politics, um, and introduces Jacob, you know, the third uh, wheel of the love triangle. You know those wheeled triangles um <laughs> but uh yeah i mean just like before we before we talk about it um you know how how you know what what is your experience with um new moon and eclipse because this is the first time that i uh saw either film
0: so funny that you say that because i watched eclipse this time around like i've never seen it before my memory of that film is gone <laughs> I feel like maybe I've seen New Moon more or like maybe just that like montage of Bella like sitting hollow for months sticks in my brain better than anything that happened in Eclipse. But I was truly like, yeah, in theory, I know what's supposed to happen here, but some of it was like new information to me almost.
1: (laughs) I think both of these movies have pacing issues as do most movies. Um, It seems like we feature on this program and um, Eclipse definitely... I mean, listen, New Moon. I we'll talk about it, but uh, yeah, I feel like there's a lot of eclipse that just did not need to be there. Um, and like some of the details are very funny. Don't get me wrong. Um, we'll <laughs> we'll talk about those as well. Uh, but yeah, it, it I can completely understand why it felt like watching a new film because uh, I cannot imagine you retained a whole lot of that.
0: No. Um... I mean, like, I I feel like making these movies for the creative team was kind of an unenviable task because you have this, like, extremely dedicated fan base to these books that, I mean, the books must have pacing issues, too. I haven't read them in ages, so couldn't tell you. But, uh, you know... If you get something wrong from the books, that fan base is going to be on your ass. So you have to stay relatively faithful to what fans like about the books, but in a two-hour format when the books are, like, 500 pages long. Mm -hmm. And a lot of it is this, like, Bella's inner monologue about Edward and shit like that. Mm -hmm. Um, That's true. So, deeply unenviable task. I would be very interested, not in a full remake, but, like, in somebody maybe writing a script adaptation of, like, how could you adapt like twilight and actually like mess with the source material a little bit to to actually make like a watchable well-paced film.
1: Yeah. I, I think that's a good point. Um, I've heard this on the just King things podcast. Um, but they talk about how adapting Stephen King from from book to movie is, is a similar difficult task because of the amount of interiority going on in the characters. Um, so, like, the thing about, you know, all of these these films is that, like, not a whole lot happens. There's, like, a couple, you know, big climactic things. But a lot of it is just kind of, like, Bella's feelings. Um, so so it does create kind of a, a difficult position for people to be in because, like, you know, Bella is not a super active protagonist. Um you know, which is fine uh, if you do it right, but like it's very hard to pull off in a film, um, which maybe is why I like New Moon more because I do feel Bella is takes a lot of initiative in this one.
0: Yeah, that well, I mean, for those first two movies, they gave Kristen Stewart fucking nothing. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Eclipse, Eclipse did a lot. I think she is she's a much better role in in Eclipse. No, oh, no, you're right. Like nothing happens in these movies. There's like two plot points. They stretch them out forever, and a lot of it is just like the horniest shit you've ever seen in your life. It Whilst- made me
1: uncomfortable. I would have rather watched like <laughs> pornography. Like, well,
0: <clears throat> we'll talk
1: about it. Should we do the the plot summary?
0: <laughs> well, so first, uh, I since we're talking about Twilight, I do want to just really quickly mention that the the real life Quileute tribe in real life Lapush, Washington. Is uh, fundraising to get their community out of a tsunami zone. Um, as you know, oceans are rising and the climate is changing. So uh, I will put a link in the show notes, but if you want to make a donation at mthg.org, move to higherground.org, um, I would highly encourage that. I will be making a donation when my next paycheck hits myself. Um, And then I will also say that if you or someone you know is interested in visiting La Push, uh, there is an Oceanside Resort there. Um, Please, please, please read through all the etiquette rules at nation.org first. Um, Obviously, they welcome visitors, but, uh, you know, things like... Religious ceremonies and burial grounds and all sorts of other spiritual sites are off-limits to outsiders. But if you want to go and have, like, a respectful time and contribute some money to the Sovereign Nation, um, they do have ways for you to do that respectfully. So I will put both of those links in the show notes. Just wanted to give that heads up as we are talking about a, just a fucked-up interpretation of a real tribe. Um you know, so while we're having goofs and laughs, if you want to go do a good thing um, to undo some of the damage this series has done, I welcome you to do that. I will give this same heads up uh, when we talk about <laughs> Breaking Dawn Parts 1 and 2 next year. Um, so yeah, uh, whose turn is it? Is it me or you? I think it's you.
1: Um, do maybe, maybe I can do New Moon and then you can do Eclipse.
0: Uh, that works for me. Take it away.
1: So, New Moon starts where Twilight left off, which is, you know, Edward and Bella, they are dating, and it's all great. Um, But, uh, Bella's just turned 18, making her older than Edward, kind of, because he was turned a vampire when he was 17. Um, And, like, she's getting worried about, you know, turning older. Um, And that gets worse when, at her birthday party, she cuts her finger, um, Jasper loses his shit, um, and then she, like gets thrown into like a vase or something and then just starts bleeding everywhere. And then like the rest of Edward's family is like, I got to go or we're going to turn you into a lunchable Bella. Um, and that causes Edward to break up with her. Um, Cause he's like, I got to protect you. You know, you can't hang out with vampires. Uh, I got to go. Uh, he goes down to Rio de Janeiro for some reason, <laughs> reasons that are not explained in the film, but he's just there, which is really good. Uh, but Bella is very sad. Um, and, you know, falls into a deep depression uh, until she discovers that near-death experiences let her see, like, visions or apparitions of Edward, um, who, which is, like, the only way she can see him anymore. So she's like, oh, I'm going to become um, an adrenaline junkie. Um, and to help her build motorcycles to do dangerous things, she enlists the help of her uh, dad's friend's son um, and I guess also like a junior in her school, Jacob Black. Uh, no, help. he
0: goes to he goes to a, oh, that's true. A, a school he goes, on the reservation. Yes,
1: he different school. But um, you know, he he is a year younger than her. Uh, actually, two years at this point. Sixteen. Um, Sixteen, yeah, nice. Uh, <laughs> dating an older woman, hot. Uh, <laughs> um, but like. So they, they, like, you know, build these motorcycles and they get really close together. Um, and they're, like, kind of in a relationship for a bit, but, like, it's nothing explicit. Like, you know, um, it seems like they have a, a connection in there and they're very close, but, like, they're not, like, kissing or anything. Um, but they, they're in some sort of weird relationship. But then they, Jacob kind of ghosts her for a bit because um, he joins a cult. Um, but it's not really a cult. It's more like uh his genetic destiny, uh because as my wife explained to me, um the more vampires that are in an area, you know, the more active they are, the more it triggers the werewolf gene in certain members of the population, which, you know, are all of course you know, quiet people in this story, which is a choice, Stephanie. Um but anyway, they're all werewolves. Um so Jacob becomes a full blown werewolf, which is cool. Um, and basically, you know, Jacob explains this to her, and she's like, okay, this is kind of cool, and she starts hanging out with him some more, uh, but then Alice, um, Edward's sister, sees that she's been doing dumb shit, like, jumping off of cliffs, uh, and is like-
0: Recreationally.
1: Yeah, for fun. Uh, she thinks that, uh, Bella has killed herself, um, so she comes home to see that, but she's like, oh, wait, you just- Recreate. You were doing it for fun, I see, I understand now. Um, At which point, (laughs) Edward calls their house, and Jacob picks up the phone, and then says that, you know, Bella's dad can't come to the phone because he's planning a funeral, uh, implying that Bella has died, when instead it was just, like, another guy that died. Uh, Or was it, was that an important character who died? I feel like it It might have been...
0: Billy, it was uh, uh, Charlie's friend that isn't a werewolf.
1: Yeah, that's is that Jacob's dad. No. Okay, so it's just it's just Billy. Okay, um, so he's dead. Uh, Edward believes that Bella's dead. He it goes. He wants to kill himself, so he goes to the vampire Vatican, um, which is they're called the Volturi, um, and he's going to provoke them into killing him by revealing himself to the world uh but bella and alice get there just in time to stop him from doing that um you know then the volturi show up and they're like hey you better turn her into a vampire otherwise something bad will happen uh bella's also immune to their their evil power i guess she's immune to one of their their psychic powers um she's not immune to is she immune to the Martin Sheen? She's immune to Martin Sheen. Okay. So they can't like predict her future or psychically torture her, which is cool. Um, So they're just like, I guess we'll have to take it on, on faith that you'll turn her into a vampire uh, later instead of now, (laughs) which is wild, but it's fine. Um, And then at the end, uh, Edward asks Bella to marry him.
0: Mm -hmm. Cut to black open on uh, the Twilight Saga Eclipse uh, the third movie in this insane franchise, uh, so Victoria from the first movie, uh, whose boyfriend was killed as, like, the final boss, uh, she's still pissed that Bella is loose, uh, she wants Edward to feel the same pain that she felt when James died, so what does she start doing? She does a little drive-by bite, and, uh, she starts a army of vampire newborns in Seattle, and the whole thing is that uh, newborns, because they still have human blood in them while it's being converted, are the strongest a vampire will ever be and they're also like bonkers, they want to feed, so Seattle turns into a war zone Uh, there's just a ton of baby vampires being born as Victoria raises this like small army of newborns and the Cullens are starting to hear about it and they're like, okay, we don't know what's going on our powers just aren't reaching, like you know, uh, Alice's vampire future-telling radio is uh, getting a little fuzzy because it seems like whoever's making the decisions uh, in this new army, they're not actually making any decisions. They're just leaving it to a different actor. Uh, So this whole movie is kind of this struggle between Jacob, who, uh, you know, Team Jacob had their rise in New Moon, and Edward, who came back, and now him and Bella are together again, and it's this, like, push and pull of, like, she loves me she loves him not um it's deeply annoying but the whole thing culminates in like okay hey we gotta take care of this vampire problem before they come for us or before the Voltori show up and show that we haven't converted Bella yet so they recruit the wolves who are also endangered by this to kind of like help them with this uh newborn army um Bella keeps asking Edward to turn her into a vampire this whole time, and he keeps refusing. He's like, I want you to marry me first. And she's like, Dude, I'm the product of a divorce. Uh, I don't really know if I believe in the institution of marriage. How about you fuck me instead? And then we'll figure it out. And then Edward goes on this whole spiel about how he's old-fashioned and would have courted her. It's really weird.
1: It's stupid. Um, It's really dumb.
0: It's so dumb. You can even see like a little bit behind Robert Pattinson's eyes. (laughs) A little bit of the pain kind of leaked through while he was delivering those lines. Um, so there's this big final battle. Uh obviously the newborns don't stand a chance against more experienced vampires and werewolves that they can't see coming. Um, and then it comes down to Victoria and Riley, the first um kind of newborn she converted, fighting Bella and Edward. Um, you know, it's, it's this big climax to fight. Victoria dies. Uh this movie doesn't concern itself too much with the battle. It wants to concern itself more with like the emotional fallout of all this violence. Um, so, uh, Bella, who at this point has been forcibly kissed by Jacob, um, and then apologized to, and then still, like, has to kind of, and then willingly kisses him, and has to, like, kind of make up her mind in this love triangle, um, you know, the whole fallout of it is basically, like, Yes I love Jacob but I love Edward more and this this wasn't a struggle between choosing between the two of you it was choosing between like who I am and who I want to be as in like do I want to be like human or do I want to be a vampire and she just says this whole shit about how like I've never felt more powerful and more myself than like when I'm among vampires so like you know I'm choosing I'm choosing this life for myself <laughs> um so that's eclipse um, we li- we leave off on, like, one of 40 proposals from Edward to Bella. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's the movie. And we'll be back for Breaking Dawn parts one and two. Uh, I believe we're doing that in February as Can't part of, like, our-, our Valentine's Day month of yeah.
1: content. Yeah, it's going to be real romantic. Can't wait for a book that they, that's- they didn't have to split and- we can't we can't we can't we'll talk about it later well uh, they
0: split listen it was the era of splitting movies yes right <laughs> yeah right we're, I,
1: I think we're we've largely gotten over that we're not just being like let's do a part one and a part two to make more money but
0: uh no now the youtubers are doing that with their nine hour video essays we're in the middle of the nine hour video essay that will like, in the next video mm-hmm. billiam Quinton. <laughs> quentin Quentin watched a <laughs> lot of lost content the last week god <laughs> and he's like oh my third video totaling now more than 10 hours of lost content so yeah that's for youtubers now <laughs> not motion pictures
1: yeah that's no good um let's do a character rundown um mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i mean it's hard to say anything about bella i feel like Uh, For the reasons that we talked about at the beginning of the podcast, she's just kind of an object in a lot of ways. She she very rarely makes decisions for herself.
0: Yeah, I think I like that in Eclipse, she starts to get kind of mad about that. Yeah, I feel like in Eclipse is the first time we kind of see Bella as like a character because she does genuinely start to get like mad at Edward and Jacob for the fact that they keep making decisions for her. Mm-hmm. uh like now that she has more of an understanding of like the supernatural world she's been tangled up
1: into um she does so- at one point say like hey y'all I- from now on i'm switzerland <laughs> which is an incredible line
0: <laughs> incredible line she does also like to put herself bodily between a vampire and a werewolf all the time um so you know that's fun I want to fight whoever was styling Kristen Stewart's hair in Eclipse. Half the time it looked like really good, and then half the time it looked awful. And uh, I need I need more of the really good. Um, and I can't quite tell if that was like an artifact of the time or what. But, um, I mean, Rosalie consistently looked great. So who's to say?
1: Yeah, I... I thought I thought they all looked fine. <laughs> I have no comments on on their hair, but it's just uh, too
0: big. It was just too puffy. Somebody needed to run through, through some fucking anti frizz through there. Um, our boy Edward was kind of barely in the in New Moon. Um, how did we feel about him in Eclipse? I think
1: I do, I mean, from what I saw in, of Edward in New Moon and Eclipse, I really don't like him as a character i think he kind of sucks he does kind of suck like you know at first he's like oh i want you know i want this person to be part of my life forever um but then as soon as you know the thing happens that happens with vampires which is when you have blood they they freak out a little bit he's like oh i could have never seen this coming i guess i have to never see you again and go hang out in brazil um like he doesn't he doesn't have to do that it's a, it's a completely contrived plot point I, I understand why you do it but like it does make the character less likable to me um and just ugh. in in eclipse in particular yeah in eclipse in particular he does this thing where he like he says he he like tries to bait bella into saying something about jacob while jacob is like within earshot this is like right after their camping trip i believe oh he tries Uh, to
0: bait her into talking about their engagement which jacob didn't know
1: about yet ah yes right that sucks that's no good dog like what tricking your partner into saying something so it will hurt someone else is a shitty thing to do like no matter like i don't care how fucking cool you are like mr vampire man uh I just, it sucks so bad, and Edward, Edward's, you know, Edward is a very inconsistent character, or at least, like, he comes off as very manipulative in a lot of ways, like, when he talks about how he, you know, he's like, oh, I don't want to fuck you because I, you know, I would have courted you, I would have asked your father for your hand in marriage, and it's like, hey, bud charlie lives down the street you you could talk to him about this um you know like and it makes it seem like his his philosophy and his you know moral predilections are you know full of shit right erica completely useless but like we we know why he holds these beliefs is because of of as you pointed out in our notes in in our notes the metaphor um uh uh, how twilight is a metaphor for um being mormon and also you know getting a vamp turning into a vampires like getting your your um cool body but all your your cool enlightened body but also like having sex i guess it's weird um but like it makes when when edward expresses you know his beliefs and opinions about that it makes him really shitty
0: <laughs> yeah he's uh... so for about a year on tumblr there was a pretty popular little comic series that i linked a couple times in, it's good. in the notes yeah, it's called Twilight But okay um, I think the creator kind of burned out a little bit or, like, lost interest. But the, the artwork that they did do in the time, transcendental. And there's one little comic that they made that actually, like, made me understand what was so appealing about uh, what could have potentially been so appealing about the Edward and Bella thing. Uh, Which is, like, Edward can read minds, and it's not like he necessarily chooses to do so. Like, it's just kind of ambient noise around him all the time. And it's like, oh, Bella's is the only mind they can't read, so it's like she's the only person it's quiet around. I was like, that's such a nice take on this romance. And if... (laughs) if anyone on any of these creative teams thought to present that point, I would have been like, okay, I understand now why he's so, like, drawn to her. But, um, I mean, it's very teen romance. It's, like, very, you know, oh, like, we're destined to be together. But, you know, you and I are, you're married and I'm, you know, 30 and picky. So, like, (laughs) it's just hard to, like, uh it's hard to buy into that kind of like destined inevitability while it tries to be so grounded in like our real world. It's not like we're reading a fable. It's like she goes to high school. They talk about homework all the time. Right. So, and yeah, it's a little, it's, I, I don't have the same buy-in. I really don't. Um, and Edward's, Edward's
1: rude. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's it, right? It's just like a target audience thing. It's just like, now that that we are like full grown adults it's like oh well that that kind of like all-consuming possessive relationship is not really as appealing because we we've you know seen what happens to people who are actually in those kind of relationships and it's bad uh so yeah just yeah not not for me but you know who is for me (laughs)
0: Uh yeah, why don't you talk about your your newfound love for Jacob Black?
1: I feel like I'm kind of on Team Jacob. He kind of he kind of shits the bed at the end of Eclipse, but like I really liked him in New Moon. I thought he was really fun. I think Taylor Lautner did a really good job, you know, given the material he worked he was working with. But like, I think like when he is being a goofball, he's really good. I mean, he has to deliver the serious lines. Like it's you know it's very hard to do, um, but I think. I really liked Jacob as a character just because, like, he does have, um, you know, this, like, oh, I'm trying to impress this this older girl kind of vibe, which is like, oh, you know, this is, he, like, kind of knows he's out of his league in in some ways, which I think is very charming. And also just, like, there, you know, I think he brings up a lot of good points about being a werewolf, um, which is, which is, like, hey, um... I won't try to murder you. Um, and then like we immediately get, you know, um, somebody that is dating a werewolf and was, you know, injured by them when they transformed. Um, and it's like, uh, well, that's not actually true, which is a, you know, a weird point to make, but like, I just, you know, Jacob is, you know, not to, you know, no, no pun intended. Jacob is the underdog in this situation, right? Because he, you know, he, he is going up against, you know, Edward, the vampire, right? But, um, not only that is, is he younger is he you know doesn't it come from a rich family um you know is you know othered from from the society because he he you know lives on the reservation um but also just like yeah, he you know I, he's really just set up to be the foil to edward like literally hot and versus cold um but, like, it is because he is, like, in such a disadvantaged position that I think he is much more endearing. Um, and he, I just think that he's also funnier. Just, like, there's a bit where they're, like, camping, right, in Eclipse. And Jacob shows up because Edward didn't think to bring a blanket for Bella or whatever. And she's, so she's, like, freezing to death on this mountain. And Jacob shows up and he's like, I could hear your fucking teeth, teeth chattering for, <laughs> from the next mountain range over. like, And then he, like, because he has a super warm body temperature... You know goes and cuddles with her um and and then he's like listen edward let's face it i am hotter than you which is, <laughs> this is a stupid pun um and then immediately following that edward's just like can you keep your thoughts to yourself <laughs> And Jacob's like shrug cause he's there shirtless and it's very funny that Edward can read his mind it's just like aha I'm thinking about fucking your girlfriend there's nothing you can do to stop me <laughs> just like I love Jacob in in these films he does some shitty stuff like he kisses her without her consent which is shitty um, but then when she punches him she breaks her hand which is so funny um, just like all of the actually like genuinely funny bits in this film are, are from Taylor Lautner so like I really like Jacob. I know what happens at the end. I know that it goes down a bad, bad route, but, like, right now, I like him a lot.
0: Yeah, it goes down a bad route. The explanation for the bad route is fascinating, and I can't wait to get to it. Um, but, um, yeah, the force, the forced kiss is, is a thing. I do like that he apologizes uh, for it. Yeah. And, you know, makes a point of being like, hey, like, I I understand that, like, I crossed a line, like, I will you know, going like I should have waited for your consent before, but like I will like this is me reinforcing that from now on like your consent is paramount to me, which I liked. I was like okay, uh, like we can forgive him for for you know the kiss. Like he's apologized, he's made amends, he's like making a point of understanding what he did was wrong. Um, he is genuinely very funny. Uh, also, fun fact about real life Taylor Lautner, uh, his his fiance? name is also Taylor. <laughs> Mm -hmm. So they're going to be Taylor Lautner and Taylor Lautner, which I think is very funny.
1: Really good.
0: The other funny thing about uh, Taylor Lautner, the fiance of the actor Taylor Lautner, is that uh, she made a TikTok where it was the theme, the trend was like, what was your crush when you were like a teenager? And then who did you end up with now? And uh, her crush was actually
1: Robert Pattinson, as I would call (laughs) it. so fucking funny. That's so good
0: truly really fucking incredible what a, what a great um, they, they both seem to have like a fun sense of humor I'm happy for them Yeah. Um, but yeah so I like Jacob too I'm, I'm with you I you know watching these movies now is like someone who's not like invested in the interiority of like Bella and all the things she like sees in Edward just watching these movies I'm like no Jacob has some points actually I, I see it I get it um, but yeah they're fun uh, so but you know whose team I'm on the most i think i do charlie swan
1: that's right m- number one you know long-suffering dad just trying his best for his absolutely batshit daughter just like oh god charlie you deserve so much better
0: you deserve so m- you deserve the world charles uh my favorite line from him is like you're grounded for the rest of your life
1: <laughs> i mean like she does just go to italy and steal a car uh, yeah. with little to no notice <laughs>
0: Yeah, she does do that. Uh, she left a note, which I thought was very funny. I guess. Um, yeah, Charlie Swan uh, is really just trying to look out for his kid. Uh, he's a good dad, you know. At one point, uh, Bella was talking about, you know, they, they were talking about Riley who was missing, and Charlie's like on the case because Riley's from Forks, and Bella, you know, was like you know, well, do you want his parents to, like, give up and, like, stop plastering his face everywhere? And he's like, I wouldn't, not if it was you. I was like, he's a good papa. He's just doing his best. Um, And I hope that one day he finds a cool MILF and lives happily ever after. Charlie Swan deserves the
1: world. He sure does. Um, There's a lot of other characters. I don't know how much we can talk about all of them, but we're going to try. How did you feel about the the Wolf Pack and especially its leader, Sam?
0: Uh, honestly, I don't give a shit about Sam. Sam's kind of boring to me. Um, yeah, he's
1: fine.
0: He's fine. Uh, I love Leah because she's mean. Um and the girl werewolf, you get one girl, get a token girl werewolf, but I think you and I both love little baby Seth Clearwater.
1: <laughs> yeah, like the the this, I wanted way much more of like the the other members of the pack um, because they were always so funny and, and and interesting whenever they showed up. Like Leah, of course, we love a mean woman. Um, we we get we get our first female werewolf, which is great. Um, but also we. Get <laughs> We get Seth, who's just, like, a little guy who's, like, very cute, and he's, like, a 14-year-old, but he's also a werewolf, um, and he joins in, like, whenever they're razzing, uh, because all of the werewolves share a telepathic link, um, so they're always, like, whenever Bella comes over, they all, and, and with Taylor, or not Taylor, um, jacob jacob um they're always just like oh man finally it's it's so nice to not have to hear jacob's stupid inner monologue like oh how much i love bella how hot i think bella is why does it bella love me (laughs) he's just like i need to leave (laughs) it's (laughs) so good but yeah no the, the the younger wolves are so great
0: yeah, they fucking rule. I also love that uh, Jacob made a really big deal about Seth being 15, but Jacob was supposed to be 16, and it's truly, like, a real 15-year-old standing next to Taylor Lautner, who must have been, like, 22, Yeah, this. He, yeah,
1: no, fully, like, I don't know how much of his muscles were CGI, but, like, that dude is just, like, shredded, uh, like, dwarfing this poor kid next to him.
0: So jacked. Um, the colons are the colons. We do get some backstory on Jasper and Rosalie, and mm-hmm. uh, in this movie, uh, you want to talk about Jasper?
1: <laughs> so, the thing about Jasper that they reveal in Eclipse, they're they're getting ready to train for the to fight against the army of newborns, uh, and Jasper says, uh, "Well." uh all of the training that i did uh in the confederate army (laughs) uh didn't prepare me for when i had to fight newborns then he like he has a whole weird backstory where like a mexican vampire like made him her newborn trainer which is wild he calls you know all the bite marks on him battle scars um but like he very much he said he was the youngest major in the texas cavalry which means he probably served under general jb hood um famous confederate cavalry officer um which like was jasper at gettysburg if jasper was at gettysburg why didn't he like do anything about it (laughs) like Layla asked the question like you know if it's suggested that Jasper you know was in part of the Confederate army like why did they lose and I was like oh my god why why didn't they just have a vampire man obliterate the union lines like i just this is well, a thing also, that if you listen It's also
0: cuz he said <laughs> it, he he never loses a fight i was like so does that imply the war
1: Hmm. They didn't know he maybe maybe he was like about to go reinforce them at like Antietam or some shit. But then he was like, real quick, I gotta go meet this uh Mexican woman named Maria. Oh no. And then like he maybe that's his backstory is that he got he was gonna join the Confederacy and then he got switched over into this weird like vampire hunter trainer. I don't know. This is such a wild choice. You don't have to make it. No one is forcing anyone to make a character a member of the Confederacy. I don't know why you would do this. It makes Jasper not a likable character for a lot of people um, because of the fact that he fought for the fucking Confederacy. (laughs)
0: Yeah, we also get Rosalie's bummer ass backstory uh, where she was assaulted and then took revenge on the men that assaulted her. I did like that when she went to kill her fiance, she showed up in a wedding dress and when it cuts out of the flashback, she just goes, hmm, that was pretty theatrical back then. I
1: I mean, that's great. Like, listen, revenge narratives are all well and good, but it's just, you know, I don't like that kind of story. Um, but you know, I, I, I think, I think they're good characters. I like the fact that Rosalie's just like, I want someone in the room saying that Bella does not have to be a vampire. Um, and like, I think that's a little silly. Like you get superpowers when you're a vampire. So like, I, I think it's pretty, a pretty hard sell to be like, you know, Oh, you shouldn't have cool superpowers like I do. <laughs> um, but like, I do think that she's, you know, at least somewhat interesting, um, and, I'm, I'm glad she's there i like that's the thing about eclipse is that like nothing happens except for you know the the big fight um but like you get so much backstory into the Collins and the, the rest of the the wolf pack and like you get the character flesh out stuff that like you know because the book is all interiority you might not have gotten the book i mean or because the book's also 500 pages you did get in the book but like you know because you wouldn't have gotten the movie um But, like, you you get these little insights into characters that that are just kind of fun and were, like, genuinely a relief for me (laughs) when I was just like, I don't care about uh, Edward and Bella and and Jacob's love triangle. What I do care about is, you know, all their fun friends who are just dunking on them constantly.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of, like, fun side characters in this franchise. Um, I think the rest of the vampires are, like, fine. Um, Alice is doing her Alice shit. Uh, Carlisle and Esme are there to be hot. Yeah, it's all all good. Emmett's there to be funny. (laughs) Uh, Emmett rules. Honorable mentions. um, Anna Kendrick, she gets like six lines in these movies, but she crushes all of them.
1: She's great. There's a bit where, um, in, in new moon where Bella is going to go like hang out with a man who offers he has beer and motorcycles and she's like, I'm going to go hang out with that man. And she's like, what are you fucking doing Bella? Um, and like, it's just like completely stunned the whole time. Also another honorable mention, uh, from the high school is that guy that wanted to go out with Bella, but then he and Jacob and Bella all went on a triple date. Um, and the best part of that scene was the mm. fact that they were going to an R-rated movie so Bella had to buy Jacob's ticket
0: <laughs> truly Like, these movies are mostly horse shit, but they have some funny fucking moments.
1: (laughs) So good. The movie they're going to see is, like, called, like, Punch Face or something. It's so- Yeah. It's incredible. Such a good- such a good name.
0: And then their other option was Love Spelt Backwards is Still Love.
1: Yeah, another- another incredible movie title, like, hysterical. Like, (laughs) somebody- somebody writing the script was funny, and they- they did- they milked it for all it was worth.
0: You did. Oh, I got some good laughs out of that. It was, uh, the high school stuff was funny. Um, honorable mentions for Victoria and Riley. Uh, honestly, mostly for Riley. I don't really care about Victoria, even though she's Bryce Dallas Howard. Um, Riley does some incredible, like, these movies are at their best when the actors completely buy into the horse shit that they're presented with. And Riley is presented with some horse shit, and he buys into it completely. His entire job is just to be apeshit the whole time.
1: Yeah, I mean um, he's just like a wild guy going around biting people and being like, "Welcome to the army." Uh, just <laughs> we're from Seattle. <laughs> um, it's great. Um, I just I thought I I think the the way that they get around the psychic you know predictions is very stupid. It's just like I don't know why they can't just see Victoria, you know, pulling all the strings behind Riley. Like I think that's really dumb. <laughs> but um, I just I just like that Riley at the very end. Victoria was, like, very, very patently lying to him about being like, oh, I'll love you forever. You just got to do this one thing. Just kill the werewolf. Uh, and he was like, yeah, you're right. Our love is so powerful. It's stronger than a thousand suns. And then he, you know, gets exploded in his head, you know, gets smashed like a, like a marble statue. And it's great.
0: Yeah, I have some questions about the, like, service range of the Cullen's powers. Because Edward says he knows Victoria is getting close when he can start to hear her thoughts, but he can hear Alice's thoughts from Rio when she's in Forks. The fuck is that?
1: Yeah, yeah, wild. It doesn't make any sense. Listen, Nick's, no sense. Listen, sometimes you have a contrived plot. It's it's weird. It's silly. But I I'm glad that we just got to see a bunch like. I feel so bad for the newborns. <laughs> they just got obliterated. It's just like a bunch of really cool wolves and whooped their asses.
0: Just <laughs> wrecked. Um,
1: wolves and a Confederate officer. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, yeah, so my last honorable mention are the two of the Multory, which is Arrow and Jane. Arrow played by Martin fucking Sheen, king of buying into weird shit. And Dakota Fanning, who really just came in to serve cunt (laughs) and (laughs) cause pain. Um, They're great because they show up as like part of the vampire mafia. And when Arrow finds out that Bella's thoughts, like, she's like a psychic shield, the little giggle he does has been in my mind since this movie came out. Like, he's just (sighs) hysterical. Uh, And Dakota Fanning is just there to look lightly feral the whole time. And I love that for her.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think Dakota Fanning should just be able to. Like, I think that we as a society, like, maybe, like, a small percentage of my taxes should go towards some sort of research into giving Dakota Fanning the ability to cause people psychic pain, um, because I think that she's earned it.
0: (laughs) I also think so. I think she looks great doing it. Uh, I'm pro. I think it's very, very funny. Um, Aaron, what are your thoughts on the institution of marriage?
1: Well, as a married man, Layla, uh, I am pretty pro marriage. I think there's there's like five discrete episodes where I talk about how much I love my wife on this podcast. Um, so like, well, considering I mean,
0: we're watching these movies because of your wife, I feel like yes, this is also that,
1: one. right. I watch these films with my wife right next to me on the couch, giving me important plot critical information uh, that I was like, this does this is wild. Oh my god. Um, I mean, I don't know. I'm I'm pro. I understand why a lot of people aren't, uh, and I think a lot there's a lot of valid points. I think that historically, marriage has been rooted in patriarchy, and that's not great. But like, I like my wife.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think I think you have a great modern marriage. Um, as my friends uh, know, I am currently seeking marriage. Uh, I accept all sorts of proposals, uh, but seven, I- seven,
1: five, five, seven, <laughs> 8882.
0: So, um. Yeah, this movie, or, so we watched two, The End of New Moon and then All of Eclipse. um, The idea of marriage is so interesting because the author, right, Stephanie Meyer, is Mormon. But the movies have to reckon with the idea of marriage for a modern and mostly secular or otherwise non-Mormon Christian audience. So it's like... Bella has to go to her dad at one point and be like, Dad, why haven't you gotten remarried? I thought you kind of gave up on the whole institution of it. And I'm sitting there watching this movie and I'm like, I cannot puzzle out what the take is here. Are we pro? Are we supposed to be anti? Is marriage supposed to be like this new sexy frontier this vampire flick is presenting to me?
1: I mean, it kind of is, right? Like, (sighs) so you know i i I don't want to use the word reactionary to describe you know the philosophy that's going on here but like um the a more civilized age podcast talks about this when they talk about um in andor mon mothma's kid becomes essentially a trad catholic (laughs) um and they talk about how like you know there is a certain resurgent belief that like um you know things were better when we did it in the old style like from the old ways back from you know our 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 home countries or whatever um and like i I feel like it's a similar thing here like or like maybe not a similar thing but like the ideology is similar in that like there are a lot of i went to catholic high school and i had i had to sit through a lot of seminars which is like you know you know what's fucking sexy is waiting until marriage and not using condoms um (laughs) Uh, again, Catholic. Um, but like, I, I think it's kind of that it's being like, you know, people, people want to, you know, now, now it's all about having sex and, you know, that's what's, that's the norm, but what's, what's cool and what's different and what's going to really show it to your parents is by waiting until you're married. And that's why Edward Cullen, you know, um, won't, won't whip it out until he's, you know, written several le- letters to your dad and, you know, been on chaperoned walks with you. Um, you know, uh, I really do think that this this is a pro marriage film, or not a pro marriage film. The text is pro marriage, but I think the film, the message of the author gets warped because of the way the film is is has to, has to be adapt adapted, and that's where it gets weird. That's why it's like uh, it's very wishy washy. But also, you know, I I don't I don't think we can discount the fact that this is like you know. Is in many ways, Mormon propaganda.
0: Yeah, so these these movies are, like, there's truly a, a, a point where Bella tries to seduce Edward, and he's like, stop trying to take your clothes off, and that's when he launches into his whole speech. Um, and so, like, like you said, vampirism gives you cool powers, but vampirism is also, like, a metaphor for losing your virginity. So... On one hand, it's like having sex will give you cool powers, but only if if you do it after marriage. Everyone who had sex before marriage, which is all the other Cullens, um, they had to like go, they had to partner up to now have their powers. And then you have all the newborns who then had a lot of promiscuous sex before marriage and then it's a real mean girls like don't have sex because you will get pregnant and die because they do all die um, and they never get their cool powers. Uh, so it is a bonkers metaphor, and while this metaphor is happening, I would like to point out this is the horniest four hours of cinema I've ever seen in my there life. There
1: are makeout scenes that made like I had to look away from because I was so profoundly uncomfortable. Like you know, sitting next to my wife, which who I am married to, like I was just like this is, this is like there the there's like moaning and, and like groping in a way that I am just like I. I, I you know there's a bit where bella and charlie talk about how that she's still a virgin uh, and like he's very he's like very visibly uncomfortable with it and he's like okay i get it yeah 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 um i felt like that watching parts of this film because i was just like this is this is more intimate than sex somehow <laughs> which maybe is the point but
0: <laughs> yeah it is more intimate than sex somehow in it um I, it's a lot to behold. Um, I mean, like, kudos to the choreographers, you know, that did that, 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 uh, and directed those scenes and whatever. Um, But I was like, shit, dude, I'm 30 and I'm getting uncomfortable uh, watching these 20 year olds at the time make out uh, in such intimacy. Uh, It's a wild, wild film because, you know, like sex sells, but sex written by a Mormon lady who still has partial creative control over the films (laughs) it's tough to choreograph um now you had a question for us
1: yeah i mean are we on at this point in the film franchise are we team edward or team jacob i'm team jacob i mean i think so too i think he does some like gross shit right i said like at the end of um eclipse but like you know, he—he he's really the underdog in all ways, and Edward, you know, whatever gross shit Jacob does, Edward does more gross shit and is unfunny. So, like, um, you know, at the very least, I'm team werewolves. Like, the Cullens seem fine, but the I just think wolves are cool.
0: Yeah, I was a wolf girl when I was growing up, so, like, one hundo. We I all know it. that my my ultimate... 2D crush is and forever will be Koga from Inuyasha, that slutty lesbian werewolf, wolf demon. Uh, They really, Rumigo Takahashi really said, I'm going to give you androgyny. I'm going to give you fur. I'm going to give you awu. And I said, yes, (laughs) ma'am. And I've been saying that for the last uh, nearly 20 years of my life. Um, I think team, I think Edward, just like Jacob, would benefit from his family making fun of him more. Um, Because he's very emo and very melodramatic. But, like, when he goes to Rio, Alice is so serious about it. She's like, he wants to be alone. That scene would have been so much funnier if she was just like, yeah. um, hmm." We tried to get him to hang out with the family so he'd feel better. But he's, like, off moping and writing sad poetry in Rio. Like, someone needs to bring him down to size a little bit and no one's willing to and i think that maybe they should more um everyone takes edward so fucking seriously and it's just deeply annoying um but yeah jacob i mean like listen maybe maybe i'm just getting sentimental in my old age but like i kind of like the you know death terrifies me to my core but i kind of like being mortal you know and and just like the concept of just having that one person you know for eternity and then you die of, like, violence at some point. You can't die of old age. That sounds lonely and sad. Yeah,
1: you know? I don't know. I, I feel like I come down on the side of immortality um, because, like, one, there's always going to be more video games. Um, Are going to be
0: more video games. And,
1: like, that's that's one thing that I think about as I get older is, like, well... You know, maybe the world is, is not great, but, like, I'll probably always have video games, um, unless something real bad happens. Um, and if I was immortal, I would matter if something real bad happened, because then I could, you know, just be immortal over it. But, like, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just think that there's a lot of shit to do. There's so many books to read. There's so many podcasts to listen to. Um, I would have, you know, if I was immortal, I would, I would probably be, get really good at mini-painting. Like, I just... I think immortality is cool. I don't think being a vampire is cool. I think that's that's the trade-off, right?
0: <laughs> oh my god. Okay, I think if we ever if we ever run a one shot, I think it would be fun to do a bunch of immortals that have just a bunch of niche fucking hobbies. Um I don't know what game system could support this, but I think it would be a fun way to to make some characters.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Um Yeah, great, amazing. Thank you for that
1: um i'm sh- i think i've recommended to friend of the podcast and uh, a twilight based tabletop game before so like i'm sure there's stuff out there
0: <laughs> oh my god yeah there fucking must be um well we know what there is out there i did send you a great link uh today um listeners this is fun if you're under 18 cover your ears uh there are twilight dildos And the whole appeal of them is that, much like a thermos, if you throw it in the freezer, it keeps the cold temperature.
1: Um, Which I just think is very funny. (laughs) It just like won't, I don't know. I don't know much. Wouldn't it it stick? No. If it's frozen? Okay.
0: Not in theory. I hope not. You know. Okay.
1: Here's the thing that i'm gonna ask you a question that will determine whether or not we watch um breaking dawn parts one or two uh-huh that Is the is the temperature of edward's penis commented on
0: no never
1: okay we can watch it then because uh i would not i could not handle
0: (laughs) these are some fandom (laughs) presumptions
1: yes 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 yes
0: uh, you know, uh, from a medical standpoint, I just don't understand how the blood gets in there, um, considering his heart doesn't beat, but that's neither here nor there. Um, yeah, excellent. Do we have a marketing minute?
1: I, you know, if we were going to make some sort of cursed pleasure object <laughs> based, so off of, based off of a fandom that is not Twilight, that I think could have equally, equally popular. <laughs> um utilities uh what fandom do you think that it would be
0: i'm just gonna say it uh i think (laughs) uh she who became the sun themed fist
1: well layla where can we be found (laughs) on the internet
0: you can find me at leylsas on tumblr um co-host twitter technically you know for now
1: who the fuck knows
0: who knows aaron what about you <laughs> um uh
1: twitter at aaron sxl um i think i'm at aaron sxl on co-host also i'm at a and maybe also wait i'm at Avoy on instagram and mastodon if you're on fucking dice camp i guess um, and then Monster Fan- Factory Fanfic on Tumblr, <laughs> because uh, I'm not going to change that one.
0: <laughs> oh, exciting. Also, development in our socials. Uh, you can now tag us at MortifiedPod on YouTube. I claimed our handle. Um, so if there's some weird shit on YouTube or a trailer for a movie where you're like, wow, those two goobers would probably enjoy this, uh, you can tag us now.
1: Yeah, so do that, maybe. Or call um, our
0: hotline or write us an email. We love to chit-chat.
1: Yeah, hit us up. Um, Layla. Aaron. How, after this really just intellectually stimulating uh, conversation about Twilight, how are we going to close this episode out?
0: Aaron, where the hell are we going, Loka? <laughs>
1: <laughs> we'll see you all next week. <laughs>